Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. God bless you. Get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Ladies and gentlemen, as you have undoubtedly heard, one of the latest polls to come out shows the South Carolina Senate race, the general election in a heat between the Republican and the Democrat. Well, guess what? We have the Democrat with us today, my friend and brother. I think we are going to do this. Frankly, we must, and we'll get into that. Jamie Harrison, the Democratic nominee for U.S. Senate in South Carolina is with us on Make It Plain. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? I'm great, Marcus. So good seeing you, man. I wish we could be together in person, but, you know, we'll turn these lemons into lemonade. Listen, it's worth for that. You know me, you know how much I love politics. I'd give anything to be there. <laughs> for you, man. I feel like, you know, I'm shaking at night in my bed because I can't get out and do the kind of things we used to do. So, yeah. but obviously, and now to think about it, even without folk like us and a lot of folk being able to move around on the ground in South Carolina, you still have managed to tie this thing up. So talk to us about that. And and how have you been able to do that? What's the secret to getting this point, which is a great point to be at? 
Yeah, it, I mean, it's a terrific place to be. You, you know, I, I had someone say you're peaking at the right time, and and this is definitely we're three months out from uh, probably the most important election of our lifetime, uh, one of the most important elections of, of this nation's history uh, that that is coming up. And I think what you are seeing with the polls here, Mark, are uh, and we've seen four polls in the course of two weeks that show that this is dead even. Uh, Quinnipiac just came out that said it's, uh, it is tied. People are ready and they're hungry for change and they are tired of the same old, same old. And Lindsey Graham is that same old, same old, that warmed over stuff that people are just tired of. Someone who will just come around during the election season and, and come and show up and visit here and there with all of the five years prior it doesn't do anything. Uh, to address the issues that people are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And what's, what's amplified this, Mark, is that the coronavirus has really amplified in, uh, uh, the size of the issues that people are dealing with here in the state. Uh, and Lindsay, in being in Washington, D.C. for well over 25 years, he more is interested in playing the Washington political games than being home and dealing with the issues that folks are having to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Speaking of the coronavirus, what are South Carolina's numbers these days? Well, they're not good. Uh, we've had over 94,000 confirmed cases here, 1,800 deaths. And when you look at the deaths and look at the numbers, uh, a disproportionate number of those deaths are African-American. Um, and so, uh, and it's just sad. And we're one of the last states, uh, our governor still has not called for a statewide uh, mass mandate. Um, and in a, just a few weeks, our schools will be opening again. And so uh, there, there are a lot of folks who are on pins and needles um, just looking for some real leadership to, to give us a path forward in, in terms of how to deal with this, uh, how to save our economy, uh, how to keep our, our families safe. How have you been campaigning, mostly virtually or, or what? And phone banking, too, I take it. Yes, we've been phone banking, texting, uh, virtual uh, marketing. Because we've been so, uh, our fundraising has been robust enough. We've been up on TV since uh, the first part of April. We've been up on black radio since the first part of, part of April. We've been in black newspapers since the, the first part of April. Um, and so we've been able to do the things that we've always wanted and knew that we needed to do uh, and do it early enough. Uh, to really be making a difference right now. And part of what I'm trying to do, I'm trying not to run the same old, same old political TV ads, Mark, uh, because I understand that what I have to do is, you know, many, many folks, when they vote, you know, some candidates get caught up in, well, I need to know all of the issues and I have to have all of these detailed plans. And all of that is important. But I know that, you know, uh, Joe and, 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 and uh, Sue, who are, are in the neighborhood, that they are going to, um, they're going to vote not just based on what the good policy is, but based on what they feel right here in their hearts and in their guts. And so I'm trying to make sure that our messages resonate not only here, but here and here as well. And, and I think that along with our Harrison Helps initiative that we have, which is, in essence, my service program on the ground, working with community organizations to help people deal with problems they're dealing with right now. 
I think a combination of those things really are making a difference. Uh, despite the fact that we can't, we can't go to the spaghetti dinners and the barbecues and fish fries. Right, right. It, 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 and in terms of, of reaching the head and the heart, Jamie, what, what are the main issues for South Carolina, South Carolinians these days? I mean, Lindsay alone is an issue because of his inaction and incompetency over the years. Aside from him, what are some of the things, or this popular term now, um, uh, the cliche of kitchen table? What what are people? What are South Carolina South Carolinians in particular talking about at the kitchen table these days? Well, healthcare is uh, remains a top issue in our state. You know, we are one of only twelve states now since Missouri has just passed an initiative to expand Medicaid. We're one of 12 states that have not expanded Medicaid. And as a result, billions of dollars has not, have not come to our state. Well, we, uh, we would have had 44,000 jobs, but more importantly, uh, we would have covered almost 250,000 people in the state with healthcare, but they currently don't have it. And a residual of not expanding Medicaid in South Carolina, some of our rural hospitals have started to close here in the state. We've, had four of our rural hospitals have closed over the past few years. Uh, and then you see that there's certain services that you just don't have. Here in South Carolina, just two years ago, 14 of our 46 counties had no OBGYNs, none, uh, in those, in those counties. And, and, uh, that's a huge issue. And the, and, and let's not even get into the, the healthcare disparities that we see in many of these communities and they tend to be uh, black communities and, and rural communities. In addition to that, um, uh, we are dealing with 38% of our rural communities not having broadband. And I'm going to say that again. 38% of rural South Carolina has no access to the internet, no broadband. And some of the communities that do have broadband, it's so slow, Mark, that it's slower than what you would find in Cuba and Venezuela. Mm. And so, uh, you know, we, we, we've got to do better, and we will do better. But in order to do so, we've got to change the leadership. We've got to get rid of people like Lindsey Graham, who only cares about his tea times with the president or having a fancy dinner at Trump Plaza, and he's standing in the door. He's standing in the way of progress in the state. You know, he was the, the, the guy who said, over our dead bodies, will he allow uh, an extension of the unemployment benefit to continue to go to families who need it. We got 700,000 unemployed people in South Carolina, 700,000 people who will file for unemployment in South Carolina. And the max that they will get on unemployment here with just the state's unemployment alone is only $324. And that's the max. So think about it. You lose your job, you lose your health care, you now have to pay your COBRA. You got two or three kids at home, your mortgage and your rent are still coming because they, they haven't stopped. Uh, the prices of commodities have increased. How do you make ends meet? How do you do it? And to have your center say over our dead bodies will we allow an extension of the federal uh, unemployment insurance uh, benefit? That is crazy. Mm. That's what we're dealing with here in South Carolina. And let's not add to the fact that because of that benefit, Mark, $120 million came into the South Carolina economy every week. So now, because they have not extended that, 
that $120 million is gone. So what happens? Those small businesses that are on the verge of closing will close. And you know who they have to, uh, uh, to, to give the credit to? They can give it to Lindsey O'Graham, their senior senator here in South Carolina. Okay, well, that, well, that's deep. But well, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Let me do this first. You said um, closings of rural hospitals, a lack of rural OBGYN, 38% without broadband. In those categories, that includes some South Carolinians too, right? Democrats, Republicans, black, white, Latino. I mean, it, it includes everybody. And, and, and that's the sad part about this situation. Everybody suffers as a result of it. Every single person, uh, regardless of your, your background, your color, your political party and affiliation. We need a senator who's fighting for us and not fighting against us. And right now we have one who just doesn't care about us. He only cares about his own political power and relevance. And that's the sad state right now. This guy has not done an in-person town hall in almost three years, Mark. Three years. But if you flip on Fox News tonight, I guarantee you, you probably have seen it. Yeah. Uh, he, he's always on with Sean Hannity. Yeah. Uh, I wish he would come back and talk to his constituents as much as, much as he talks to or, or work for his constituents. We don't care if he doesn't talk to us, at least work for it. So obviously there are even white voters in South Carolina who are getting the numbers you just said. They understand the impact on their lives. And that's why we're at 44%, I dare say. Yes, that's exactly right. And we are starting, Mark, to pull off some of Lindsay's big supporters. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we announced Dick Wilkerson. This man was the former president and chairman of Michelin North America, probably one of the largest companies here in South Carolina. He was co-chair of Lindsey Graham's finance committee when he ran for president. And Dick Wilkerson came out and wrote an op-ed endorsing me in this race. He said that Jamie Harrison represents the future of the state of South Carolina. And he said, Lindsey Graham, a man who I used to support and respect, um, but when Lindsey did not stand up for, for the memory of his best friend, John McCain, against the attacks of the, the president, then I knew that he couldn't, he wouldn't stand up for me or he would stand up for the state. And that's a whole lot to say. You mentioned, let's go back to this $120 million in the economy. Break that down a little bit more for us and the relationship between that and him not supporting extending unemployment benefits. Yeah, so, so in essence, and, 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 you know, that's not the end of the story for small businesses who are suffering here in South Carolina. So, you know, when folks get that $600, $600 a week uh, in South Carolina, that it, uh, adds up to about $120 million um, that are going to uh, constituents here. And they're pouring that money right back into the economy. Uh, by paying their rents and mortgages and, and working with uh, uh, going to the grocery store and what have you. Um, and so it kills small businesses. It absolutely kills it because now that money is not coming in. So how are those people, what are those people going to do for those uh, uh, in order to address those issues? At the same time, Mark, uh, South Carolina right now is ranked 50th, 5-0 
in terms of PPP dollars allocated per worker. Meaning that, you know, despite the fact that Lindsey Graham was going golf with the president twice over the weekend and this and that, we ain't got no more money. <laughs> I'm going to say it like my folks back home. There's no more money. Nothing came out of that. And so our small businesses are suffering here in South Carolina. Uh, and they're getting a double whammy. We're not getting the PPP dollars. We also are not getting now the, the federal unemployment benefits that were coming into our state. Uh, and so the, the families are going to suffer and the businesses are going to suffer as well. Okay, so here's a problem with that. I don't know whether Lindsay said this, but we know Trump and other politicians and Fox News has promoted this. And Lindsay has not spoken against it. We'll just say that. This notion that um, some seniors, including Fox watchers, their lives were expendable to help bolster the economy. And you mean for me that this decision and Lindsay's position with regard to unemployment benefits is actually undermining the economy. So folks just been dying from COVID for nothing? Well, uh, Mark, let me tell you, when I heard, uh, I, I believe it was the uh, Lieutenant Governor in Texas, I was, was watching his interview, and he said that, you know what, all the money in Fort Knox ain't worth my grandma's life. And, 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 I'll, and I'll, I'll say that from the mountaintop. And so, you know, we can always rebuild our economy. Uh, and, and America's been great at doing that. We've had hard times before, but you can't get a life back. And so, um, uh, and we need to understand that, you know, I'm not going to ask our seniors to sacrifice. They've already sacrificed so much to build America the way that it is now, right? And to ask them to once again take one more sacrifice, give your life? Come on. If we did the things that we know we need to do, less social distance, let's have uh, make it mandatory for people to make wear masks and do that for the short term, we won't have to have these long-term pains in our economy, but also in terms of the loss of life uh, in our communities. So it just takes some real leadership right now. Uh, we should have had a national plan. But we did. Right. Uh, we should have had a 50-state strategy, but we didn't. We allowed the states to compete against each other uh, for, for PPE. There's so much that we, we can do and, and we should do. But in order to do it, we've got to have the right type of leadership. Right now in my hometown of Orangeburg, they have erected a tent outside in the parking lot because they are running out of beds dealing with the, the issue of COVID. Right? We are already in a state that rural hospitals have closed. So that means our hospital capacity is even less than what it was a few years ago. And now you have to deal with the rising, the rising numbers of, of folks dealing with COVID. Where is the plan? Where is the vision? Uh, where is the, the energy to really address this? And then Lindsay has been pushing this ball. Uh, you know, initially he said, oh, this isn't a big deal. It's just like the flu and all these other things. Um, you know, if we have 50,000 people who die, then, you know, then that's success. And now it's up to 180,000. You know, he keeps moving the goalposts. But at the end of the day, he didn't do anything more so uh, to, 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 to have the leadership to really address this issue. And so that's the hard part. And now, I, I guess, you know, the, the, the House passed the HEROES Act, what, two months ago? 
right. uh, in order to, to renew these unemployment benefits and to add more money to states and the schools and all. And we see, once again, under the leadership of Mitch McConnell and, and Lindsey Graham, the Senate can't get its act together in order to address a major crisis in this country. And I guess this weekend they're taking taking the weekend off because they can't they can't come to some compromise. Well, you know what? The, the American people need to give them a permanent uh, blue slip and say, you know what? Thank you for your service. Here's your gold watch, Lindsay. You just turned 65. Enjoy your Medicare benefits. It's time for you to go, sir. Um, and, and we're gonna we're gonna help uh, ease that transition. Um, but I can't help but imagine that there are even white voters in South Carolina who didn't buy into they needed to sacrifice their lives for something like this and are fed up with the way this COVID crisis has been addressed. I mean, you must be hearing that from even yeah. voters. We are hearing it. And, and that, that one statement from Lindsey Graham, over our dead bodies will we allow an extension of this unemployment. It is one that he will hear from this point until after November, because that is going to be the moment in which he lost his election, because it shows how out of touch, how callous. It, it was his let them eat cake moment, right? Um, and and it, folks are suffering. It is hard enough right now just trying to navigate all of this, worrying about your family, your, your, the seniors that are in your, in your lives, worried about the kids and the schools, worried about your own jobs and how you're going to pay your bills. To then have your United States Senator, the person who's supposed to be working on your behalf in Washington, D.C., to in essence say, let them eat cake, right? Um, we're not going to tolerate it. We're not going to allow that to happen. We're going to do everything we possibly can to really help alleviate the pressures that folks feel and face right now. You are a South Carolinian through and through. Um, what about Jamie Harrison's experience and upbringing in South Carolina prepares him for this moment? And we talked about believing you know i was talking to my guest the other day and he was saying it's about that too and how even the dscc is kind of like well mike we don't is a dscc back in yeah, the they are supporting us now we could use some more money so <laughs> so if they if they want to get off some of the chatter uh we could use some more of that too noted but what is it about Jamie Harris? Because you talked about black men. I mean, we all end up ultimately being victims of our own environment. And we've seen that. When we've been in situations and nothing has happened for us, we do give up. Yeah. yeah. It's exceptional when someone raised in the same environment, such as yourself, like every other black man in South Carolina, still believes and is driven to believe that something can happen. Tell us how you have here, what prepared you, what allowed you, what enabled you, Jamie Harrison, to believe? Well, I, and I, I appreciate this question, Mark. And, 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 as you know my story, you know, I grew up, my mom was 16 yeah. and, and raised by my grandparents. And so you know, we were poor. <laughs> 
I, I like to say we were poor because we couldn't afford the OR. <laughs> um, and, and I remember the days of getting up um, early in the morning. My grandfather had to go to, go to work, but the gas tank's on empty. And I'm digging through couch cushions to see if I can find a quarter, nickel, or dime so he can just get enough for a gallon of gas to go back to work and back. And, you know, I remember getting to, to get a bowl of cereal in the morning and there's no milk in the fridge. Not because somebody forgot it the night before, because we couldn't afford it and having to put water in my cereal. So I know what those struggles are like. And the problem is that there are people who are still struggling like that today. But my life is a testament that things can get better. Things can change. Um, but you got to have a lot of, of a lot of different things. Uh, you got to work hard, you, you, but you got to have some breaks here and there also. You got to have a system and you got to have people in office who are looking out for you, who will do the blocking and tackling so that you get those opportunities to show who you are and what you can do. But right now, we just don't have that right now. Uh, we don't have that in Lindsey Graham. And so, you know, I'm going, and before COVID, I was going all across the state, going into communities where people haven't gone in 15 and 20 years. And people were happy to see me and to know that somebody like them was running for the United States Senate. And now when you hear about the success that we're getting, Mark, in terms of the polls, but also in terms of the fundraising, that little, you know, that little bit of hope that they had, it's starting to grow like a big flame. And we're going to keep feeding the flame so that it's a roaring, roaring uh, inferno by the time we get to the election day. And we're seeing the energy on the ground like I have never seen here before. We can't keep signs, Mark. Uh, and I know consultants are like, well, I've never seen a sign to vote. But listen, in the black community, you and I both know that if somebody's be willing to put your sign in your yard, that's a big deal. Yeah, That is a big deal. And it means something. But we can't even keep them. I just said we ordered 10,000 the other week. They're all gone. And now we got to order another 10 or 15,000 because people are hungry for, for change and they see that this is an opportunity to bring hope back to the state. That ad he ran last, do you think that has had an impact in terms of support for you? Um, and can we expect to see more of this type of tech in this race, unfortunately? You know, I was to be quite honest. I, I knew it was. Um, I knew it was going to come. Um, I was not. Uh, I wasn't surprised. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, this this is you know the seat that I'm vying for was. Uh, this is a seat of uh, John C. Calhoun. It was a seat of Strom Thurmond. It was a seat of a man called Ben Kitchfort Tillman. Ben Tillman. Uh, was governor of South Carolina. He was also U.S. Senator. He would go to the floor of the United States House and talk about the joys of lynching the black people or the United States Senate. And so, you know, I, you know, I expected better, but I, I kind of also at the same time expected, uh, that this type of stuff would come up, but I'm not, I, this is not going to deter me because in the end of the day, Mark, I, I understand this is about the future of the little boys and little girls growing up across South Carolina. And it's about the future of that we hand over to my sons. Yeah. Uh, and so when, when, when family is at stake, and I feel like all of South Carolina is my family, uh, then, you know, uh, I'm going to fight for it. Uh, and, and Lindsay can throw whatever he wants at me. But when you grew up like I grew up, 
and with long odds, you know, nobody ever expected me to go to college and, and let alone go to some place like Yale or Georgetown for law school and now running for the U.S. Senate. My life is an illustration that long odds, even with long odds, you can still win the race. And, you know, they gave us long odds here. Uh, and as I've done in my entire life, when people tell me I can't do something, I tell them, watch me. And yeah. we are going to, we're going to change some things here in South Carolina. And it's going to happen in this election. Folks, Jamie Harrison is a Democratic nominee, Senate in South Carolina. I support my brother. I hope you will, too. And please send whatever contribution you can. We do smaller donations, of course. That helps more than you know. JamieHarrison.com. I, I believe, you have to believe, I believe we can do this. And if there were ever an opportunity to do it, in this moment of reckoning in America, what's the point of having a moment of reckoning if we don't translate that into voting and electoral power? Twitter alone is not policy. We need people in all sisters and brothers, Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, so Twitter, Twitter, no, I'm, Twitter don't really, it's nice, but we need all them thousands of retweets to translate into votes. And everybody black in the in the country knows someone in the Carolinas. So think about that. Your friends, your families, your relatives, folks who went to school there and stayed there and built their lives, going to one of the HBCUs there, reach out. Say, hey, are you on board with Jamie? Have you sent him five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars? Um, please, ma'am, please, sir, we ask you to do that. We have to in our votes and a vote for Jamie Harrison supporting Jamie Harrison is a vote for you support for yourselves ourselves my brother make me want to just come down there and knock on doors and risk COVID and just go out in the ball of flames but I'm gonna try to stay still and help thank as much as I can and just let me know thank you brother thank you brother you take care of yourself and stay safe I will I will thank you man God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our doors. Cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies. Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NIA, or Stride Bank NIA, members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.